the sharks head to the desert and get bit by the desert dogs. And two challenges. Ooh, tough one to take. We'll break down this nail-biting one nothing victory for the desert dogs right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. December 15th, 2023. Sharks lose one nothing to AC Arizona. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The Arizona Coyotes. Welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world and Sharks territory on the page or the app. Follow us on the socials. And, of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the pod, jump in the Super Chat and you can make a donation there. Or hit us up on Venmo at tealtownusa. And with that, I say good evening to you. It is I, Puck Guy, alongside Mr. Ian Reed. What's happening, bud? Not much. You can, you can also yell at me in the chat for free. You don't have to, like, Super Chat me to be mad at me. It's going to be fine. If, if you want, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you, and, and, and when he and when he says not much, he actually was talking about the game. And with that, good night, everyone. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here, dude. Oh man, <laughs> we got one goal and four penalties to talk about tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, I I mean, there is things to talk about, but like, yeah, I mean, this game was pretty like up until the end, I think the third period, I mean, it's been kind of reminiscent of a lot of sharks games lately where it's like the sharks don't realize they're allowed to score goals before they're down in the third period. Um, these ones just didn't count, but I don't know. It's kind of been, it's kind of been normal for how the sharks have played lately. They, they've done some pretty crazy comeback stuff. This is a weird game though, because like, I feel yeah. like no matter what the outcome was here, like I think there was going to be evil that were going to be mad. Right. Cause like if the sharks come back and win this one in regulation, then people are like, oh, my God, but what about the fucking tank? Like, because I, I feel like that's coming soon, right? <laughs> like, people are going to start getting a little a little panicky about the uh, the point accumulation. And then, you know, when they draft third overall in, in June, people are going to be like, yeah, because you remember fucking December when everything was fucking awful and they were getting all those points? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, so I don't know, man. Like, I feel like no matter how this game ended, I think people were going to be mad. I don't know. Sure. And... I get it. There are. I mean, you could look at the at the two no goal calls uh, that Arizona has, or or you can go with the the fact that the Sharks only put twenty one shots on goal after you know having a crazy road trip where they just went off, with the exception of of maybe the Boston game. Uh, so it's like okay, all of a sudden you had a two one gritty victory over Winnipeg, which re- looked really good after the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, took care of LA, and then you go into Arizona, who's which really good, yeah. You who, who's on, who's on a good run, who's I think they entered like what just one point out of a playoff spot going into tonight. Uh, they've been playing really well. Connor Ingram's been an unreal uh, netminder for sure. But yeah, I get I get that there's going to be some people there that are frustrated. And just looking at the chat, you know, right now we're having you know a a conversation here and there. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, Thomas Portolo just made it two nothing Barracuda uh, it, on a power play goal. <laughs> Sorry, I still like the old goal song. That one's for you, Kevin. All right, Bordalo scores 2 nothing league against Calgary. Heck yeah. Yeah, his seventh of the season, uh, considering he's only been down there for a little bit of time. That's, that's not a bad goal total for him. Yep, so we'll uh, be keeping... Sorry. Anyway, back no, on. Back yeah, on. no, you're good. We'll keep you updated on the Barracuda as we go throughout the show. Uh, just another Randy G, a super chat donation. Thank you very much. I was at the game. Oh, yes. I think we saw you on there t- on on the NHL. Yep, then you say right there. I was at the game. Somehow got put on the NHL Instagram. Watched the game behind the net. Tough loss. It was fun to watch an NHL game in such a small arena. Yeah, I I mean I I would imagine that would be like a good environment. I think like look, it obviously it's it's the NHL. You want the NHL games to be played in NHL size arena, right. but I think the atmosphere in Mullet Arena must be just insane because it's always like obviously yes it's a small arena we all understand that it's not an nhl size arena it only sits so many people right Right. um but i don't know i still think that atmosphere must be just out of this world it's got to be fun it's got to have that college spirit going on with because it is arizona state's rink uh uh, granted about the size of of the uh, Barracuda Arena. I, I was going to say, Texas seats more people, doesn't it? I think just a little bit more. And, and so it's kind of interesting to see when it was Shang and, and Max Miller in attendance, what they were talking about. And, and they were talking about how the more it's more got the nice ambiance for the NHL game. Uh, you know, obviously the AHL doesn't have as many people. And if you look at the attendance at the game tonight, you could sure. see, see why for the CUDA. Uh, but you know, so, uh, it, it would be nice to, see, to go down there one time. And this would have been, if you're a Bay area sports fanatic, this would have been perfect Friday night. You have sharks, coyotes Sunday, you have Niners Cardinals. So yeah. Uh, but we're digressing into this. Uh, let's just get to the game winning goal. Uh, I mean, Kakinen, I mean, I don't think there was much he could really do. Shit, he could have done there. It was just, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a deflection. Like he, I think he played the, the puck perfectly. The puck deflects weirdly. It ends up in front. Uh, it just, you know, it basically, it's one of those fluky, weird goals that comes out and like just perfectly goes on the shooter's stick. Right. Kakinen's playing the puck properly. Is expecting it to come back. Um, you know, he's expecting it to come back out. Yeah. Um, in front of him, so he's. You know, he's playing to that corner, and unfortunately, it takes a, a funny bounce, goes out in front of the net, and there's not really much he could do there. Um, it's it's a bad bounce. I mean, you could probably maybe pick on a defender there, but I just think, you know, it's it's uh, Arizona got an opportunity, and they made the, the most of his, he made, you know, the most of it. Yeah, and we'll get to the, uh, we'll get to the two goals uh, that didn't count for the Sharks. First one from Edmund. Yes, we can make everyone angry. Oh boy, Ian's getting excited right now. You can tell. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Ian gets like, antagonized. <laughs> <from me>, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Ekin goal was nice. Cunning. I mean, I, I'm kind of sweet. Oh, uh, it is three nothing. Three nothing. Uh, Nathan Todd. Yes. All right, Kuda. Thank you for making it for the goal scoring in the uh, in the NHL game. Appreciate it. Um, but the Eklund one was a nice pickup. I, I liked it. The juicy rebound by Ingram, but I'm kind of with you. Uh, definitely looked like goaltender interference, especially that deep in the blue. 
from Conan. yeah so here's the thing right so so let's let's break this down i'm gonna tell you like i understand so i i get the arguments right because i have a lot of people i'm sort of like where is Cunning supposed to go and i agree there's right. not a whole lot Cunning can really do in that situation but like where's Connor Ingram supposed to go? Is he supposed to jump into his net to get out? Like he has to try and play the puck there. He's more entitled to that ice than Luke Cunning. And I know this is going to piss people off and, and you can go off in the chat and, and get super pissed off at me and it's fine. I don't care. He's at um, Ian blogs hockey. Everyone Ian blogs hockey. On Twitter. Yeah, you can go <laughs> help me on Twitter. It's fine. Um, but here's the thing. So I'm like, I understand what people are saying, right? I understand why people are upset. They're like, well, what is, you know, what's Luke Cunning supposed to do? But I don't understand. Like, so ask yourself, take your tilt into glasses off for a second, TM. Uh, and, (laughs) (laughs) and, and just, you know, and just like, ask yourself objectively, what's Connor, like, where is Connor Ingram supposed to go there? It's not like he's at the top of the blue paint. He is deep, deep in the blue paint. He's got to try and make a play on that puck. Like he has to try and make a save there. It sucks. I think it's a shitty situation. Um, and I feel like, but I feel like down deep down, I just, I feel like it was the right call. I know it's not right. the popular opinion tonight, but I just, I mean, look at man, I love William Eklund goals. Uh, William Eklund goals should be always, but um, I just feel like it's, I don't know what Cunning should have done differently there, but I don't think that means that he should be able to, you know, uh, make like, and, and you can say, well, Connor Ingram made contact with him, but he's deep in the blue paint. Again, what's he supposed to do in that situation? Just not move and do nothing. And like, so I just, I, I don't know what the hell, like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the solution there is, but it clearly took him out of the play. Like the, the dragging foot clearly took Connor Ingram out of the play. It's, it's the right call. I know it's, I know it sucks and I know that we would like it to not be in, but I just feel like nine times out of 10, that's going to be the call every time, unless it's the sharks. That would be the one times out of 10 where someone's going to make contact with Cockenham or Blackwood like that. And they'll call it a goal. Yeah. Uh, just another Randy G. Okay. It's the right call, but I'm still mad. <laughs> that's fine. The, I, I, <laughs> and that's look, understandable. I, I understand it. Like I understand people being mad about it, but I just, again, like, I feel like if you just, you just need to take your tilt tinted glasses off, trademark, uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of try and be like, okay, so what is, that's, that's what I'd like to know. Like, what is Connor Ingram supposed to do there? Because I think he's, he is just as entitled to that ice as, as Luke Cunningham, if not more. It's deep in the blue. No, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. And like you said, usually what's going to happen with the Sharks ha- getting the goal with it, uh, yeah, they went, but, but if, if, the, if the rules were reversed, that's totally a goal because oh yeah, NHL totally, totally. Um, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like that that's the right call, and I feel like that's the call that would get made like nine out of ten times. I, I just want to know why was Tommy Wingles dressed as William Eklund on that play? <laughs> so. And if if you're new to this, I think Tommy Wingles had like four or five goaltender ear goals called back on goaltender interference when he was with the sharks. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, you felt bad for the guy. Uh, the one that you, you feel for also is Mikhail Granlin who had a slippery move to beat Ingram to retie the game up. However, Anthony declare bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, look at this one. There's there's really nothing to discuss here. This was so blatantly, obviously offside. The only thing that, like the the problem here is, is how did the 
you know, this is one of the ones where you ask, how did the linesman miss it? It was right. so obviously offside. Um, I just, yeah, man, I don't know. Like it's, you know, that play should have been blown dead long before you get that pretty goal. And it sucks. Like again, right? Like you don't want to see pretty goals taken off the board because of an infraction, but it was, but this was an offside situation where like, it was obviously like, this wasn't a situation where the sharks were offside and then the play, you know, they played in the coyotes end for five minutes and then a goal <laughs> goes in and you're like, well, what the hell did the offside have to do with this goal? Right? Like, obviously right. it was a big part of the re-entry and it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, again, this was, this was an easy call. Yeah. Um, it sucks again. Right. But if, I mean, if you're mad at this, I think you need to open a rule book or your eyes or something. Yeah, the, like if I'm, you're if you're mad at that one, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that, like I can the, understand being mad at the the goaltender interference, but this one, yeah, I, I don't not necessarily mad at at the refs, but mad that you know, okay, Duke, you you got it, you got to hustle and watch the play, get sure get back yeah, yeah, onside. If anything needs to get onside, like he, you know, and he he knew it when when it happened, right? Like yeah. he just. Sometimes, you know, and I, I don't really want to pick on Duclair here because I think he has worked hard these last few games. Like the Sharks have, as a team, have worked a lot harder than they had earlier in the season. I think, you know, they definitely, um, there's a couple times where they could have just packed it in. I don't think they did at any point in the third period, even after the the goals. Um, you know, it's it sucks, but, you know, the rules are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Randy. Uh, hey, I hope you hope you had a great time. And it sounded like you got Desert Dog fans uh, giving you beers and everything. Like, wow, that's awesome. Again, right call. Still mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's disappointing, right? Like, it's it's disappointing to see the Sharks put two in the net and have them count for nothing after you know. And I think like I don't think there was anything like egregious that Arizona did. We were like, that is absolutely a penalty. But like, you know, when the Sharks took, I don't know, I mean, and I don't think that penalties should be even like if you're if if one team, you know, takes a bunch of penalties, I don't think the other team should be penalized to to even it up. But I was surprised, like, I'm not mad that the Sharks didn't have a power play this game, but because I didn't think there was anything where it's like, where's the call? Like, that's an obvious non call. Right. There, there's some ticky tacky stuff that they could have called. But, you know, again, I don't like the idea of just calling penalties just to even things up. Right. Uh <laughs> Matthew Gangon, Quebec City here, Canada. Yeah. Go Sharks. Hey, thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, Love hearing it. Hearing where, of, of course, he is saying F the refs. Yeah, so, that's fine. You know, but like that's totally again, fine. man, I, I get it. Uh, watch my puppy roll around behind me. All good. Annie, man, uh, good to see you here in the chat. I am neither upset or disappointed. Ooh, I got hiccups all of a sudden. Excuse me there. Coyotes are a good team playing well overall, but especially at home, sometimes yeah. sh happens. Yep. You know. Yeah, again, like, I don't, like, I, I think if the Sharks were, like, if this was a game that mattered, like, if the Sharks, like, if I wanted the Sharks to win games, I'd probably be more pissed off at this than I am. But I don't want the Sharks to win games. I want yeah. the Sharks to play entertaining games. But I don't necessarily want them to just, you know, I don't, we don't need them to go on a tear right now. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, we we were talking like about like, we were what? talking about like you know, well they are kind of just seven points out of a playoff spot and oh, and it. and considering how crappy the West has been all of a sudden, oh. you know, you just never know. I mean, what what we have like three coaches that were fired in you know in the West yeah. so far, so it's That's like. True, yeah. 
It's like, oh, you know, maybe, no, you know, no, but no. Right now. Well, that. I'm just I, I'm having none hang, of it. Hang on, hang on. I'm just saying, you know, give them kudos. They were six, two, and two in their last ten coming into this one. You know, yeah. they've been they've been playing well tonight, though. Honestly, I know they were talking about the ice at All Out Arena, but it looks. Well, did the Barracuda it, play the game before? Uh, Oh, <laughs> no, but they were, but it, it, what the game was sloppy and, and the puck, I, I think it was, what was it? The, the puck the, was the, bouncing around. Yeah. yeah I, the, I, on I, the, I, just, you know, I just, it's my favorite thing. No, I, oh, the I know. Real it's one, the real ones know what I'm talking about. Right. It's, it's why there's Texi Arena now, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where I see Granlin feeds it up to to Declare, and he has a great chance. But Declare can't, you know, can't stop the puck from bouncing and and doesn't really get a shot in. So yeah. it's a, it's again, the bounces just it were rough, you know. So ah, uh, so Sharks lose this one one to nothing to the Desert Dogs uh, with the win that. Leap the leapfrogs them over the Blues into the second wild card spot at thirty points. So now the Sharks for those. Is, is there anybody even hoping? Uh, now sit nine points out of a playoff spot. Um, but yeah, I think more than anything, Ian, you want it, you want this team to be competitive, and they showed it yeah. on that road trip. They played well against Arizona. Yes, it was a one nothing score, but. You know, kudos to Capo Kakinen, and you can also yeah. give kudos to Blackwood in the past. But you know, Capo, Capo played fairly well. I mean, a nine fifty eight save percentage. He's been really good lately. Capo uh, Capo Kakinen's been really good lately. I know Capo Kakinen's a guy who I have, you know, he he replaced Martin Jones for me um, at certain points on this show over this show's history. <laughs> he kind of became my new Martin Jones. But oh boy, been, no, but he's been really good this season. Like. Like I, you know, like I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Like Blackwood's here, Kakinen's gone. And I, you know, like I, I don't know. Like we'll see what happens. But I, you know, if Kakinen, if Kakinen can keep this up, you know, and I don't know what to attribute it to this this turnaround. Maybe Ryan Miller coming in has helped them out a lot. Um, but like. If, I'm not opposed to him sticking around for another year or two if. You know, if he can keep this up, but we'll see what the we'll see what happens by the end of the season. It's still a long season. There's a lot of games ahead. I think the Sharks are what thirty games in. So yep. there's another you know fifty two game or what is it fifty two yeah fifty two games. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I mean, like with the way he's played this season, I would not be upset if he came back. Um, obviously, I don't think I don't want to, to see the Sharks like sign him to a redonkulous contract or anything, something similar to what he's making now. You know, similar term. Um, but I, I wouldn't be upset, especially cause I don't think there's any, I don't, you know, I don't, I, unless if your, your plan is to bring McAniemi up and, and be the backup there, but I haven't seen enough McAniemi this season to be like, that's a good idea. Or Romanov or. Uh, no, those guys are first or, years. They're not coming you know, next. Like, that, nobody no, like that those name guys just need yet. Time in the AHL. Those, right. those guys need way more time in the AHL. They're, they're, I wouldn't bring either of them up to be the backup next year. Back in Yemi though, I think is a guy who could be in consideration for that, depending right. on how the rest of the season goes. Again, he, you know, he's, he's had a lot of injury, um, 
problem since coming to San Jose, even before coming to San Jose. Uh, you know, so, I mean, he's he's played well tonight. I think he's played well for the most part. Um, but, you know, and again, or, or, you know, and then, you know, Rob in the chat saying, I'd listen to a Capo trade versus a Blackwood trade. I mean, yeah, so if, if Kakinen plays well and somebody wants to take a flyer on him, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I think that would be better um, than, because again, we've seen, you know, Kakinen's been here for what, three and a half, two and a half years now, like two by the end years. of the season. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like, uh, it's nice that he's playing well in a contract year, but you know, contract year too. Exactly. And, and kudos to them going back and forth with, you know, Blackwood and Kacken and just kind of almost like, oh yeah, see what I did last game? All right, try and prove it this yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, and, and Kakinen's earned the starts. Like, I, I, I think that's the important thing, right? They're not just like, it's not just about them just, you know, evening the load. I think Kakinen's earned the starts. I think earlier in the season, you know, Blackwood kind of, was carrying the load until, but Kakinen's really earned his way back into the lineup. And I think that it, the way they've split the goaltending, it's, it's been smart. I, I, you know, and as long as both goalies keep playing well, I think it's great. Right. Uh, goal support is, is, is very important <laughs> though. A uh, tough one for them tonight. Of course they have the two that get taken away. And of course that could have turned a loss into a win, mm-hmm. but you need some help center center or forward wise. And to segue a bit here, you know, they do get a center of sorts uh, in this trade uh, that yeah. happened, you know, a few hours before the game. Uh, Jack Stanika from uh, uh, Vancouver comes to the Sharks in exchange for Nick Chichek in a 2024 sixth round pick. Uh, on this one, I'll let you share your thoughts and I'll let you know what I what I found out. Okay, so... Yeah, so I mean, my thoughts here are like um, the the Barracuda. I, I said this on Twitter uh, before the game when the, the trade was announced. Like the Sharks in general have just like a glut of defensemen. Uh, I'm not saying they're all good, but they have a lot of them, right? Right. Um, they have so many of them that at points during the season, both teams have played defensemen in the forward positions. Like that's how dumb it is. Um, so obviously with with Nico Sturm going down, they don't really have a guy on the Barracuda that they're clearly comfortable with bringing up to fill that role. So they traded for, for Jack Studnik, who's a guy who, you know, he has, he, he's had a cup of coffee in the NHL with a few teams, you know, um, nothing super to write home about his big, his big season. Like he played for the Vancouver Canucks in 22, 23 for 47 games, had eight points. Um, you know, so he's a guy that's obviously going to, going to slot into the, the bottom six and, try and make up that hole that Nico Sturm filled up. It just, the only thing that really bothers the, the, in the sixth round pick, obviously Nick Chichek, um, he's a guy like, I know a lot of people in the Sharks <laughs> fan base seem to like him, but, but I, I've never, I've never seen it to me. He's always been a guy. Right. Um, so I'm not really upset the sixth round pick, whatever it's a sixth round pick. I don't care. Um, you know, so I, the only thing that bothers me about this is, is another situation where, they have, and again, obviously they're trying to fill a specific role here, right? They're trying to fill a, a bottom six role. So I, I kind of understand it. You know, they maybe they look at who they have on their roster right now, and they're like, well, no one can really go down and and do what Nico Sturm does. So we're gonna bring this guy in. But it's another guy who's been brought in 
at the expense of not bringing up a guy like Bortolo or Gushin, who I think has been, who both have been really, really good in the AHL and probably deserve a look. Now I understand they don't play that game, so I can, I can understand this. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man, it just, and, and, you know, and maybe when everyone gets healthy, then, then Sudnika goes down and, and he can help the, um, help the Barracuda. Um, you know, he's, He's not super. He's not a super goal scorer for the Barracuda. I think his best season was 2019-20 in Providence. I think he had 40 points, like almost 50 points. So, um, you know, I think he could. You know, he could definitely help the Barracuda because um, I think they could use some reinforcements. Uh, you know, even though they're winning tonight, I think they could use some reinforcements uh, in their forward group. Yeah. So I don't know. Like. It, <sighs> And you know, I, I understand, I understand it, but at, at the same time, it's like, again, it's like, you know, Justin Bailey getting signed to a contract, like right. they signed a guy to an NHL deal to prevent, to not call up another guy. Like to me, it, it's silly, but you know, the, the sharks are going to do the sharks. This is a young guy too. Like he's only 24. So, you know, maybe there's something there. He's a former second round pick, uh, in 2017. So, I mean, like, you know, maybe you know maybe this maybe this is another reclamation project that might work i don't know my the the jury's out i'm not mad at it but i just i'm kind of like whatever right and and chatting with a couple of guys up in vancouver uh jeff patterson and Mm. matt sakaris from sakaris and price uh the podcast along with rink wide vancouver uh the consensus is that uh stadnika had a good camp and almost beat Dakota Joshua out yeah. uh, up in with the Canucks, but he was a spare part. Then he got sent down. Then, you know, he had to clear waivers, which, you know, that right. kind of hurts a little bit when you hear that. Uh, he can skate well. Uh, it hasn't really found a role at the NHL level. It sounds like he was a goal scorer, but it just hasn't translated over to uh, to the NHL level. Um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he wasn't that like even in junior, like he was never, he, even in junior, right? Like I think his best junior season was 24 goals. So, I mean, it's not like he was lighting it up in junior either. Yeah. Uh, he's got a big right-handed shot, decent wheels, some physicality can play center, but probably better on the wing is mm-hmm. what I'm getting when I got back. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough one, uh, to take and and there's the physicality, level again are we going for grit again because this team really needs goal scoring and and if you're this is the, the guy's chance to do so yeah so uh andy man thank you for uh, contributing to the comments in the locker room uh quinn said he felt they were missing some energy quote it's one of those nights where you don't have a lot of your energy and you just can you just can just feel there wasn't a lot of energy in the locker room before the game either that that's yeah, a frustrating I mean, one. Well, I don't know. I mean, but we kind of watched that, right? Like we we watched the the game. I mean, it was until the third period when the when the goals like started getting called back. Like we were talking and like we were DMing each other. Like, what the fuck are we gonna talk about tonight? <laughs> right. So I mean, I you know, I it checks out. <laughs> so let's go on. Where Giovanni Smith with two penalties tonight. Ian, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, that's that's what he's gonna do. He's Giovanni Smith. That's, that's what he does. <laughs> No, but yeah, it, Stop it's being my chair, puppy. Oh, I'm not gonna have a chair. He's gonna eat it all. What are you feeding that dog, man? He well, he's trying to eat my chair right now. 
he's trying to eat like the the thing that controls me going up or down. So if I like suddenly just drop to the floor, it's because the puppy <laughs> uh, hit the button and I and I went down. Oh, he go down, he go down hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it definitely feels that the energy wasn't quite there, and. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that they got some home cooking for, for a couple of days and, and all of a sudden, you know, the wheels have fallen off, but you know, they, they had a good solid went, Oh, for you oh, audio, for you audio listeners, you're missing yeah, this you out. Got, so, you got host. Yeah. But that puppy host. is so cute. Reminds me of, of like a little bit larger. Uh, I had a little bit larger dog that, or a smaller dog than that, but he's such a good boy. He, oh he yeah, is, he is like twenty pounds right now. He For now, so big. For oh yeah, no, he's gonna be like huge. Like look at the size of these paws. Oh yeah, like look at the paw in my hand. Like it's ridiculous. You want to get down? I believe it. By the oh, end of the season, he'll be the size of Dino from the Flintstones, oh, and just tackling. He, yeah, Ian like by Mitchell. the end of the season, if I pick him up, I'm gonna throw my back out. <laughs> hey, no. No, we do not need any upper body injuries going forward on this one. So, uh, you want to go down? The, the the love is just all over the place. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You get that? Uh, you also uh, you also got Kyle Rao. Uh, I know we haven't been on since that happened. So Kyle Rao gets picked up from the Barracuda. Or at least that's, that's good, what. Yeah, it's a good pickup. Yeah. At least that's what we think his name is. Uh, I don't know. He, to me, he he looks like a clean-shaven Kevin Lacey. I'm not gonna lie. I've never seen them in the same room together. Right. So. I I I got a picture of them that allegedly, you know. <laughs> but I mean, if I'll post it on 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 our Twitter and Instagram, but it's like the you add a goatee to Kyle Rao and and. Uh, it looks like Kevin a lot, but yeah. What do you expect from Kyle Rowell? You said it's a good pickup, though. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's a he's he's a guy who I think can add some decent offense at the uh, AHL level. Again, this the Barracuda forward group isn't very good. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, Tristan Robbins is obviously like you know it, there was kind of rumors that he might have been back last weekend. We haven't seen him so far this weekend, but uh, it sounds like he's close to coming back. So I think that's going to super help the Barracuda. Um, What's the matter? <laughs> I apparently he wants to know when Tristan Robbins is coming yeah, back because he's, that's he's like very a secret. Upset about Tristan Robbins. He's very upset about Tristan Robbins right I, now. I don't know what's a bigger secret. Uh, Logan Couture might have had a career-ending injury that we still don't know what happened, or or Tristan Robbins who is still out too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Aliens. <laughs> All right. Well, on the, on, the, on that note, can, would you like to add on to anything that you would like to talk about at this this junction of the program? No. Um, okay. Fine. I, I gave the. Uh, I mean, I gave like last time we did after dark with me and Jules. We we just basically bashed the Barracuda all show, so they're gonna win now and make me look dumb. Um, no, actually, they, they played a pretty good game against Calgary. Calgary's a, a team that they've. I think they've even split with games so far they're gonna actually if they win this game they'll actually have one more games and they've lost against calgary this season which is surprising because calgary is the best team in the um ahl oh i think dustin wolf is up in the nhl is he not yeah so, i think he got called up 
yeah so i mean maybe that'll change things i know it's oscar dance dinette tonight so yeah i don't know i mean it's uh I, I think they played good tonight i think um again like they just they just need some more help in the in the forward i think their defense is fine i you know chichek again chichek's a guy um I, although i don't know i mean Guryev's kind of playing top like he was on the top pair and I don't know if I like that very much um but yeah I don't know I, I'm interested to see like I'll see how the Barracuda look this weekend we'll have to you know we'll have to talk about them again at some point yeah it's as of right now it is three nothing I'm assuming they're in second intermission right now uh no they are 313 left in the third period um oh. and it's three nothing Barracuda uh with their 30 they have 36 shots on goal they played a they played a pretty good up. game for the most part yeah they yeah, they up. played a they played a pretty good game so far so. this game. Uh, I you know, and after the flogging I gave them last show, they they should have because all that matters is my happiness. Damn it, Kuda, make Ian happy. Damn yeah. it, Jeez. damn it. Uh, looking good. They they play tonight, but also, uh, <laughs> Michael Moss, stop it. Stop it. Chichik is now officially a Sharks legend. He played 14 games with four goals. Yeah. Calm, or 16 games. Sharks legend. Yeah. Sharks what, legend. That's what whatever. Oh, calm down. Calm down. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I wonder. The, the Couture the, the couture thing, like, it's it's interesting, eh? Because, like, I just, I wonder if it's, like, if the context or, or like, if it's kind of been taken out of context a little bit. Because it's, like, I think if you when you have like setback after setback, like I think, I don't know if he like, was it ever career threatening or did, is that just the way he felt? You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anytime buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy met you in, uh, in Seattle. You've been great. Uh, have fun. I'm quite, quite jealous of this. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go to Mullet right now. It'd be yeah. great. Besides Arizona, here we'll 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 continue with this and chat. Join us in on this one. What rink do you would you love to go to? Um. Oh, God, so many. Um. There's so I I don't know. Like I think like Mullet Arena just because of the the small arena NHL like team feel. Like I think that would be incredibly unique. I would love to go to a game in like Montreal. I think you know like some or you know actually I can answer this. The number one place where I'd like to go to a game is probably Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I mean obviously they've renovated it a hundred million times, but it's like it's you know it's the oldest barn in the league. So I think that would be really cool. And and you know Manhattan I think Montreal and would be up there too like you know even though like even though the arena is like obviously new but well new art comparison. New yeah, newish. I mean, it's probably old now, but I mean, it's it's older than than Capital One Arena in Washington. Sorry, trying to move to Virginia right. for that. Like, yeah, oh my I God, mean, really, guys? Well, I mean, again, right? Like, if I think in that situation there, like I've what I've heard is that traffic is an absolute nightmare to get to a Capitals game, and mass transit isn't much better. So, right, there is that. Yeah. So I'll, I would go with Toronto, of course. That's probably the obvious. Yeah, but, Toronto would be cool, too. I think, but, like, I, if I had to pick between that and Montreal, I'd probably do Montreal. But, I mean, like, both of them, like, I'd have to, like, you know, sell one of my kids into slavery. It's probably not a good idea. And, and Wow. I am, I am I am going to Ottawa, though. I'll be in Ottawa for the uh, when the Sharks play the Senators in January. Nice. 
Nice. That that's another place I would love to get to, Ottawa. Maybe when they. Get, when they get the I think barn. it's a nice building. I understand people. I understand why people don't like it because it's way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's out in Canada, which <laughs> make it sound like it's out in the sticks. It's but it's like it's out in Canada, so it's like it's far. It's not. It's pretty far from like the downtown core, like the you know. Um, but I don't know. I I think it's a nice arena. Like I can understand why they want a new one, but I I thought it was a nice arena. I mean, I don't have much to compare it to, obviously, unfortunately. But uh, but yeah, we'll see if we'll, we'll see if we get an Ian bumped uh, this time. It's gonna be cool. I'm going yes. with a couple of uh, I'm gonna I'm going with a, a couple of friends, which is gonna be really cool. Like it's um, so I'm driving down. Like my I have a friend who lives in Ottawa. He's in the Air Force. Um. And so I'm going with him and me and my buddy, Jordan, who lives here in the Sioux with me. Um, we're driving down together. And I don't think we've gone on like we haven't done anything like this since we were like, oh, I don't know, 20. And Ian is nowhere near 20 now. <laughs> that's right. He's only 20, 20, Ian is not. 26, you know, so yes, that's right. I wish. <laughs> um, so it's been it's been quite a long time since we've kind of done something like this. So I'm super excited about it. Very cool. Nashville would be fun too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nashville, I think Nashville would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think Chicago too. Something. Yeah. Like there's, there's definitely a bunch of buildings. I think if I had to pick one top on my list, MSG second Montreal, just for the vibes. Yeah. yeah. New, New York for sure. Um, obviously MSG is probably the top of the list, but either you going to like, uh, I almost said USB UBS arena, uh, in Belmont for or in Elmont for the Islanders or New York for just hitting that road trip would be fun. Uh, you know, and obviously Toronto. And of course, Felix is saying puck guy and dangle after dark LFR win. Yes. <laughs> hey, um, we're, we're, we're this close. We, we, we heard Becker offered passes for dangle to get out here. January 6th against Toronto. We're, we're, and of course, dangle, if you're watching, uh, Right back on the email, please. I would love to have you on. Okay, but all right. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Malas is saying I don't look a day over twenty-five. The the hair would disagree. It's the lighting, Ian. It's yeah, the lighting. it's a hundred percent the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. With that, I think we're pretty much done here. In case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud. Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. And of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment down below if you didn't watch us live. Ask, Tell us what you think of the tonight's game. Uh, do you agree with us where the goaltender interference was? Probably a good one. And and Or do you believe you know they should have won 2-1 and, and screw talking to... Uh, screw talking to... Uh, uh, you know, Barracuda win three nothing. There you go. All right, and Shout now we can you two Macaniemi. And now let's talk about the Barracuda. Welcome to Barracuda after dark. <laughs> no, not a chance. Damn I have it! A dog probably peeing on the floor right now. Oh, all right. With that, E, your final thoughts besides your dog peeing on the floor. <laughs> all right. Peace out. Okay, he's out of here. I'm out of here. We'll be back <laughs> with you Sunday for Pucknologist. Uh, <laughs> he just left. Uh, Sunday for Pucknologist. Uh, I don't know if AJ's making a return or not. Jerk will be there. It is an after, it is a Pucknologist takeover of After Dark. So the Sharks play the Avalanche at five o'clock. The game will be, 
show will be on a little after 7.30, so a little later than what they usually are on. So be on the lookout for that. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll have an answer for you as to what happens for Pucknologists on Sunday. And until then, thanks for watching. And keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone.